sights to show you. Welcome back. We've been expecting you. We've taken a sabbatical to sing through the waves of the sea and lure fishermen and salty strangers to their deaths. But we've taken a quick break from drowning the sorrows of men because we just couldn't miss this occasion. That's right. It's the Sirens of Scream 31 Days of Horror version 5. I can't believe this is the fifth one of these we've done. That's wild. My name is Jackie DeVore, and I am very graciously joined by my two amazing co-hosts, Sierra Halk. Hello. And since Melissa was unfortunately unable to join us this year, we have a very special uh, guest host sitting in, Blue Cobble. Hi. Before we hop in, let's do a little bit of catch up. If you're only here for the recommendations, skip forward a few minutes. Uh, Blue, what's going on with you? Well, hi. Well, this is obviously new. Um, I have to say it's an honor sitting here and talking with you ladies. I'm sorry Melissa couldn't be here. Um, In her honor, I threw on a couple of family friend, well, I would say like, yeah, family friendly suggestions. That's good. We always need that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's always one of the things that I really appreciate that she brings to the group. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I kind of honored her and made sure I brought in those mentions. Um, Otherwise, I'm an iron worker. I know Jackie's mentioned me a few times. Um, one of the things I like doing is building weird things. I built a eight-foot sandworm from Beetlejuice. Fuck yes, you did, and it was so cool. <laughs> oh, that was an endeavor. Where is the sandworm now? Uh, she's currently in the garage because uh, we just moved. Okay. Um, but otherwise, we're going to keep her upstairs, and she's probably going to move around depending on where my husband wants to keep his Pennywise. He has a six-foot Pennywise. Oh, so they get to take turns <laughs> yeah. in which areas they are. <laughs> yeah. Is she not going to go with your um, your Beetlejuice display this year? Because of COVID, I don't know how Halloween is being treated this year. So mm-hmm. kind of have to play it by ear. Um, trunk or treating is really popular, which is where people get together in a parking lot and they decorate their trunks and let the kids trick or treat out of there. It's kind of safer. So that way, you know, the kids are all in one spot. Um, but that seems to be really popular um, in my area. So I think I might have to drag her down and dress up like the gender bender Beetlejuice and say yes. really <laughs> awkward things to the kids and hand out gummy worms yes. and chalk. <laughs> Approved. Hell yeah. What about you, Sierra? What are you up to? Oh, lots of stuff. Working, trying to survive this this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been... Um, Working a new job at Amazon, at Amazon Photos. Um, I'm doing social media stuff for them. Oh, cool. I didn't know you landed that. Yeah. Um, so that's been, uh, you know, the most recent month or so of my life. Um, and yeah, just hanging out with the dogs, trying to make sure that Ahsoka doesn't go crazy being in the house all day. <laughs> <laughs> going and sitting out in the sun, you know. I always appreciate your dog photos on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's what keeps me happy. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, a class that I took over this last weekend. It was about end-of-life care and death dueling. Ooh. Oh, cool. It was put on by a local organization called The Sacred Passing. Uh-huh. And they they do a lot of cool events and classes and stuff. And I'd been following them for a while. And I took the class thinking, you know, like, this is good information to have just like as a human who will have to deal with deaths throughout my life. Yeah. And it was a really wonderful experience talking about um, all of the like, you know, different options and kind of like the logistics of that whole process. But then also 
some really wonderful like um, listening skills and um, talking about like how fucked up the history of medical racism is and how like all of the education that morticians and stuff have to go through is all just about white skin like it doesn't really show what a brown or black skin counterpart would look like Mm -hmm. and that there's just like a lot of racist uh undertones and all of that and um it was uh given by uh two wonderful like witchy people and the whole group was very like talking about energy and it was just really wonderful to be in a group of 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 women talking about healing and history and yeah it was awesome so uh especially if you're in the seattle area i would check them out but if you are just curious about that kind of topic um they have a lot of awesome resources coincidentally i was talking to an anthropologist friend of mine the other day about uh death positive uh resources and such i gotta let her know about that yeah totally it was definitely like in the same world as like um when we had gabby de lorenzo on talking about the mortician's tale yeah that that's just one option and one view of what can happen um we talked about like home burial or home death like home funerals and wakes and stuff like that yeah and like washing the body and and uh creating kind of ceremony and ritual around it cool it's very cool yeah it was really it was really wonderful um and then the other thing that i wanted to recommend because i think you guys and our listeners might enjoy this. I've been doing this Goddess Provisions box subscription. I've always been kind of skeptical about uh, box subscriptions, thinking, you know, we might that they might not have the best like quality of products or they kind of get boring after a while. But mm-hmm. this one, I really enjoyed the themes and the things that um, come each month. And it's very easy to skip a month. So I've skipped a couple months, but I've been getting it pretty regularly. I'm actually using something that I got recently. They did a whole divination theme and there's a a cup and saucer that I won't tip it over so you can see it because there's tea in it still, but it's all about like <laughs> reading tea leaves and stuff. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. So if you want like to treat yourself and get some witchy stuff every every month, it's only like 30 bucks. <laughs> nice. That's not bad. Yeah. I think I saw an ad for that. Those teacups are super cute. Mm-hmm. I have a deep love for um, like out of the box kind of uh, uh, dishware, like shit that you use every day, but it's like, you know, not one color, one size fits all shit that you get at Target or something. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like something that actually somehow incorporates your interest. Yes. But is still totally adult. Yeah. One of my favorite mugs right now is one that um, is made, it was made by a group called Eastworks, but it's like a handmade like ceramic mug that then has a Mothman illustration on what? it. Nice. Yeah. I love cryptids. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. It was made by East Wheeling Clayworks. Okay. Very cool. I'm gonna have to look them up. And then the Mothman art was by Shapeless Flame on Instagram. Very cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Our um local Kroger that we go to here is very weird and that it has like an entire fucking department store in it. It's it's strange. Oh, ours is too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so first time we ever saw something like that moving here. Yeah. You're like, I came in for broccoli and there's fucking shoes? What the hell? But these socks actually look pretty comfy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so they have like, they get like homeware, like actual homeware around uh, Halloween time. And it's 
shit that's like not cheesy, you know, it's like not, you know, something you would get at like an actual Halloween section that you're forcing it into your everyday (laughs) stuff. But uh, this year they had um, some ceramic plates that have like black roses and uh, skulls and uh, little gold moons and stars and stuff all over them. Ooh, nice. Live your best goth life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they literally only had four of them and I bought all of them. <gasps> yes, <Nice>. good. <laughs> they were meant for you. Yes. <laughs> Jackie, what have you been enjoying lately besides finding cool uh, <laughs> Halloween plates? <laughs> uh, you know, like... Uh, like a lot of people, 2020 has been the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but basically, I've just been, you know, painting like a mad woman, actually selling art, which is something I haven't really put forth effort into doing before. Yes. So, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, hanging out with a bunch of bunnies. We recently took in these uh, two bunnies that were in a not happy situation, hmm. and they are huge they look huge <laughs> huge uh one one is like such a fucking snuggle bunny like you put him on your lap and he just falls right asleep Aww. but he is so big like he lays on my chest when i am on the couch and he's the size of my torso i am not kidding oh my god he's so fucking big what's his name his name is robbie rabbit yes <laughs> and the other one is named honey bunny so Aww, perfect <laughs> that's really cute right that reminds me of the scenes in Pulp Fiction. Like, I would just scream those lines at that poor rabbit all day long. Be cool, honey bunny. Be cool, honey bunny! Tell the bitch to be cool! I love you, honey bunny! <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, I'm still living off of other people's blood. Yes. And um, we are looking at moving here in the very near future within about six months. Exciting. We're either going to move only a state above or across the country. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only a little bit or a lot. No, <laughs> no in between. <laughs> so you're thinking on the West Coast somewhere? Uh, it's actually Colorado. Uh, we might be moving to Denver. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the most likely scenario is that we're moving to Denver. So I've never been to Denver, but it seems like such a cool place. I haven't either. It's very pretty. Blue has left there. <laughs> and I'm so excited because uh, Blue has, still has reason to visit there often. So yes. now we might actually, you know, partially live in the same city. Yeah. So now I just have to make even more excuses to go visit my husband because I'll be like, hi, Jay. Uh, I'm going to go see Jackie. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love Jackie. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and oh, I also started reading tarot cards, which has been a fun journey. How's that going? Uh, it's pretty good. I don't really do it as often as I need to. Okay. But I, I am really enjoying learning. Need to. Yeah. That's cool. Are you studying the actual story part of it? Or are you just doing like the day by day or? Uh, pretty much just doing the day by day. Um, I'd like to know more about the story about it, but I don't have that brain capacity at the moment. Yeah, it's it's. It always seems pretty done. Like every time I try to talk myself mm-hmm. into reading tarot cards, I'm like, okay, there's a story, so it should be easier to remember. And then after the fool part, I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can remember like how it kind of mirrors the hero's journey and like learning about those uh, tropes in literature and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Once I think there's a couple of symbols that I like. Once you know like to look for them. 
I think that's probably key to unlocking a lot of that. Yeah, that makes sense. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to bless your autumn with more horror than you can handle. In the meantime, we have a clip for you from the Killing Spree original soundtrack. This track is called The Beast Within by Perry Monroe and comes to us courtesy of Terror Vision Records. You'll find a link to this album within the show notes and the full song at the end of the episode. Let's go ahead and get this ghost show on the road. And we're going to start with Blue. Blue, take us to October 1st. So my first recommendation, uh, this one's one of the kind of family-friendly ones. It's Fangs by Sarah Anderson. Sarah Anderson is best known for the comic Sarah Scribbles, which is an amazing, relatable, four-panel comic. Fangs is a romance comic about the relationship between a vampire and a werewolf. Together, they enjoy horror films, scary novels, shady strolls, fine dining, though never with garlic, and a genuine fondness for each other's unusual habits, macabre lifestyles, and monstrous appetites. It's super <laughs> fun, very wholesome. The art is great. If you haven't heard of her, I suggest you check her out. And Sarah, I think you said that you have a copy of it too? Yeah, I pre-ordered the the book and then I forgot that I had pre-ordered the book and so it just showed up and I was like oh my gosh what a, what a beautiful treat yeah the cover is beautiful yeah it's really it feels very well made and it's was very fun because I had started reading the comic online but I hadn't like read it all the way through yeah so getting to read it all the way through in a physical form was really nice so it's available anywhere um books are sold like Barnes and Noble Amazon your local bookshop Local bookshop. Local. Always local. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sierra, what about October 2nd? When I was trying to come up with things on this list, I realized that I have not been watching a lot of horror stuff Fair. in like all of this year. And I didn't even really think about it or realize it until now when I started to kind of go back and like, okay, let, let's like look on Netflix to see what I've seen. Let's look on Hulu. And I really haven't been watching a lot. But one thing that I have been doing is listening to a funny feeling podcast which is a comedy podcast uh hosted by uh marcy jaro and betsy sadaro oh cool and they are um two comedy ladies and they're both very funny and um they read stories they've been reading a lot of listener stories all through quarantine but outside of quarantine they had guests that would come on and talk about their paranormal history and they would always have like they kind of they would switch off of who is telling a, a story or a history of something. Um, so they would, you know, bring a, a ghost story or um, 
like cryptidy things or UFO things. Fun. They have recently had some like doppelganger stories, um, stuff about like sleep paralysis. Hmm. Now, are these uh, meant to be true stories or? Yeah. So all the listener stories are sent in by people who like are, you know, recounting things that they've experienced. Awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of like my favorite murdery like vibes of like it's still comedy and they're they're reacting to it and uh it just feels like you're hanging out with your fans telling stories nice nice <laughs> those are my favorite podcasts yep just sitting around the fire telling stories hell yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> for october 3rd we have a movie called the voices this is the ryan reynolds version i want to clarify because there is uh, like a more traditional horror movie called The Voices that came out a couple years ago and it has like 30 fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes so we're skipping over that one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this you can rent on Amazon Prime and I'm not sure how I managed to sleep on this one and honestly this doesn't have that great of reviews either. I think it's one of those movies that requires a specific kind of audience to appreciate it but it is wickedly hilarious and also wildly upsetting at the same time. <laughs> when you watch it, watch all the way through to the surprise uh, the um, credits. I really can't expect anything less from Ryan Reynolds at this point. I know. <laughs> He's upping the bar. It's insane. Yeah. I was like, Ryan Reynolds in a horror movie? What? <laughs> he is like the perfect pick for this one. Um have either of you seen this before? No, I haven't. Oh my god, I've seen it come up like in the scroll, and I just haven't watched it yet. It is now in your homework, mm-hmm. so this is putting it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Blue. How about October fourth? So um, I've been recently getting more into podcasts, and I stumbled on this one. It's called Ghost Four One One. The premise behind it is that there are two psychics, Jane Stewart and J- and Stacy Moore. And basically what they do is they find these haunting stories, these horror, these old stories like Amityville, and they have a series of shows. The first show is that they go over the history of the haunting or the experience, and they kind of use, you know, just like their normal everyday logic to kind of work through some of the things that happened and uh, the reasonings maybe behind it. Like they kind of try to logically explain some things okay and then the second half of the show is they actually use their um mediumness i don't know what there's their psychic superpowers Mm -hmm. (laughs) to psychically project it's really interesting and it's really amazing um going from the conversations where they're really breaking down the storyline and whatever and then the next one they're going back and they're they're telling the feelings that they're getting and and the communications that they might be getting. And it's just such a great twist on the normal horror history experience Yeah, with that extra psychic vibe where they're kind of using that to maybe help verify, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But it's really cool, and they have great speaking voices. A little bit of a warning, though, the volume goes up and down for the first, like, a dozen of the podcast. So be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I was driving and uh, one of the, the next episode came on and it was like full blast and I like swerved. It was so be forewarned, <laughs> but it's great. It's super addicting. I've been really into it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. You told me about this uh, a week or so ago and I haven't, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, though I'm very excited. But one thing has been weighing on my mind since then 
why wouldn't they do the psychic readings before they do the discussion? And then that way you can be like, oh, they predicted it. <laughs> so um, they do kind of touch on that or like there's a couple of shows where they're like, oh, we kind of feel like we maybe should have done the reading first on this one because now all this stuff is coming out. We just want to make sure that we're not taking this bias now that we learn that. Yeah. And I don't know if they switch it later on. Um, I haven't listened to all of the shows yet. I think I'm like halfway through. They last updated in April, and I'm really hoping that they continue to update because uh, they do a great job. I love them. They're great. Do they not understand how much the world needs shit like this right now? Or <laughs> Right? <laughs> and I, I feel like I really do have to reach out and be like, hey— um, I get that you guys stopped posting, you know, when like the world caught on fire, whatever. Like, hey, I know <laughs> that you're in quarantine, but so are we and we're bored. Yeah. Talk to me. But no, it's yeah, it's really interesting. And it's cool because um, each time they read, sometimes they get different information and sometimes they'll kind of review that. And they ex they explain why that sometimes happens with psychics. And yeah, um, so it's really cool. It's just kind of like educational in that regard. And then watching them in action and how that applies to like the history and how maybe stories were twisted around. And it's super good. Really good. But now we must move on to October 5th. So Sierra, what you got there? On Netflix, there's new Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, there are. <laughs> um, which I'm sure you, you've seen. There's some really great, like, whodunit, true crime. Like, truly, it's a, it's a mystery. How did this happen? <laughs> but my favorite of this, new, the, this first season and the second season is coming soon. The first season, my favorite episode was the UFO encounter. Cool. Uh, Berkshire's UFO. It feels so like classic, like UFO, like kind of Americana y. Nice. And also feels like very unsolved mysteries, like to its core. Yeah, it really does. It just like sits right in that vibe that you want to be in when you see that there's mm -hmm. a unsolved mysteries reboot on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Have you watched the uh the rest of the episodes? Yes, I have. Are there any others that stick out? Like any ghosts or anything? It's really, it leans more true crime. And I'm excited for the next season. I think there might be a, like more episodes to it. Um, this first season, it was only like five episodes or something. So like a teaser season. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it was much longer. I've already gone through like the first three episodes. So I may as well just fucking finish it. Jeez. The new season, I think, is coming out in October. Don't quote me on that. I'm just guessing. But when I was looking at stuff for this episode and looking through the Unsolved Mysteries one, it said, like, season two coming, and it had the season two episodes, like, names in there. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think that there should be a lot more soon. But if you just need one to watch, why not watch the fun UFO? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, also keep an eye on Netflix's job postings because I've always wanted to be a dramatic... Um, reenactment actress oh my god that'd be so good listen my gas though <gasps> right yeah, oh it's good right <laughs> call, i was concerned call the lifetime channel <laughs> <laughs> so for october 6th we have the shed which is on shutter and shutter is just like going really hard with the advertisements so i'm sure if you have googled anything horror related you are getting that ad everywhere oh my god yeah <laughs> I, I will say that it's not, you know, the most amazing story out there. So I don't know why they're going so hard on the advertising, but it is fun. 
It's a teenage boy who happens to look and act remarkably like an old friend of mine uh, growing up with his abusive grandfather. uh, And he finds something hungry in his shed. Sounds like it might be a metaphor. Yup. Definitely some of that going on there. But it does have some classic horror elements going on there. And there is some uh, predictability here and there, but it is very much a fun story. Uh, Side note, I texted that old friend because of watching this movie. And then we literally spent three hours on the phone catching up because of it. So it definitely gets extra points for rekindling an old friendship. Horror brings us together. Yay. Um, Blue, what the hell is Blood Machines? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this one. (laughs) You know me. I am super into very visual, bright, neon, um, like Blade Runner looking 80s shit. Yeah. Uh, Blood Machines is a 50-minute science fiction film written and directed by Seth Ickerman and scored by the synthwave artist Carpenter Brute. Interesting. It's about an artificial intelligence escapes her spaceship and to turn into a female ghost and challenges two hunters into a galactic chase. It's very much like a digital sci-fi horror pop synth rock opera. It's very mu- it's very music heavy, very neon bright colors. If you like Blade Runner, the visuals are absolutely killer. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The story isn't, like, you're not going to, like, die over the story, but the visuals are just so crazy and cool. It, you just forget about the story. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. And if you want a taste of it, you can go onto YouTube and look up Turbo Killer, which is sort of like the prequel music video done by the both of them. Oh, gosh. I think it's like six minutes long. Again, super amazing. Um, just bright neon magenta, blue, green, neon lights, cool old cars speeding by crazy spaceships. and <laughs> I mean, you said musical prequel and I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And especially because, like, the like the music, the first music video, Turbo Killers, is on YouTube, which is free to watch. Unfortunately, Blood Machines is only available on Shudder. It warms my little heart to know that there are people who just want to make the art that they think is really fucking cool. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like Blood Machines <laughs> is just, like, two guys got together and they're like, you're really into this just like I am. Yes. <laughs> Dude, what about if we do this? <laughs> yeah. And then nobody, nobody stopped them. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Just that, like, balls to the wall. Let's get it all out of our systems. Fuck it. Let's do it again. I yes. love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carpenter Brute has a couple other music videos. Um, one's called, I want to think, I want to say it's called Leather Teeth. And it looks just like an old 70s slasher film. There's a, like the serial killer and like the girl chained up in a basement. And it's not, it's nowhere near as good as Blood Machines or Turbo Killer. But it definitely, like all the stuff that he does has hardcore old school horror vibes. I'm going to have to watch that like immediately or I'm not going to get the idea of Leather Teeth out of my head. I know. (laughs) I was practicing (laughs) saying it earlier, too. Like, you know, that speech uh, exercise where you're like, red leather, yellow leather. Leather teeth. Leather teeth. That's what I was doing around my house earlier. In case anybody wants to know what I do around my house, that's what I do. I just imagined that there was, like, a burglar at that point, and they, like, (laughs) snuck into your house and then heard you walking around saying that, and they're just like, fuck this. Not even going to try this one. I'm just going to sneak right on out. Never mind. All right, we're good. (laughs) So, uh, Sierra, let's talk about Brightburn. Brightburn! 
Uh, Brightburn, if you know about this movie, you know that it's about like if Superman was evil. And I knew I knew that. And so I, I kind of slept on it. So I was like, well, I know what that's going to be. And it was, but it was so much fun. It's so good. much fun. Uh, it's really fun. And the visual um, effects in it are so good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on my list because I knew about the evil Superman thing. And being a huge Batman fan, I don't like Superman. But uh, many, many years ago, I had a friend give to me a book that sort of like explained why Superman is genuinely a really cool superhero to follow because with all these superpowers and everything, he's a human and he chose to be good. He chose to stay on the right side. That just makes him suck more. I well, no, I because there was some actually like really good examples from the story. It's like I can't remember now because it was probably like a decade ago that I read the book, but it was a it was a genuinely hearty argument as to why Superman might be cool. So when I saw the Brightburn and I heard the storyline, I was interested. But since you guys are saying it's super fun, I'm definitely going to put it on my to watch list. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it and it gets it gets into that like kind of creepy kid world of just like this little this little boy is like discovering how powerful he is. And like, that's really scary. <laughs> Kids are terrifying on their own. You don't need to add evil Superman to it. <laughs> after that uh, kind of disaster of, of a feeling you're going to have after that movie. October 9th is a really fun combo here. It's Happy Death Days 1 and 2. <laughs> you can rent these on Prime right now. It's another ridiculously funny movie. A uh, prissy sorority girl is being hunted in her own Groundhog Day-esque nightmare. Uh, It has (laughs) all of the fun of a slasher with the hilariousness of Tucker and Dale and some life lessons thrown in. I didn't know this was a funny movie when I first started watching it. And I was not prepared for just how hilarious it is. But I think I've watched it like four times since. (laughs) It's just so much fun. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's really good. Sarah, have you seen it? No, and I also was like, I don't think I'll like this because it in my mind it came out around the same time as the like YouTube or whatever like unfriended movie oh, and yeah. like it like kind of in, got lumped into that in my mind of like this is just kind of gimmicky and dumb. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not that. But then I yeah, I've also heard from other people that it's very good, so I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it took me a while to watch it, too. Yeah, I think the trailers for the first one where they kind of came across as that, like, typical, like, oh, it's another Scream, but updated. (laughs) But the second one, the trailers definitely played off on the fact that they know that they're a cheesy, scary movie. Yeah. And they were a lot funnier. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. So, Blue, what is this? what's, What's number 10 here? So this is a series of of manga that I actually stumbled upon called uh, PTSD Radio. Um, It's also known as, and I apologize, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, um, Kyoshou Radio. It is a collection of manga by Masaaki Nakayama. They were published in 2017, and there are six volumes if you love Japanese folk tales or the horror movies about demons and cryptids, this is a complete win. Nice. What originally caught my attention to read this was that all of the blurbs for the comics are basically transcripted noise. What? Like if you had one of those EVP or EMF radios that like spurts out the weird shit and occasionally you get um, some words. Yeah. That's how all the blurbs are written out. Um, like it's a, a shit ton of ellipses and it's like, 
hair. He's a scream. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. You, if anything, at least look up uh, the PTSD radio manga um, and just look at the blurbs. They're great. But the artwork is phenomenal, like really detailed, very minimal dialogue, very visual heavy, which is totally my vibe. I downloaded mine through Kindle. It's also available through Comixology, uh, pretty much anywhere you can buy manga. But I highly, highly recommend if you're into just really good creep manga. That sounds very cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Like, legit, that's going to the top of my to-check-out list. It's essentially like a collection of short stories, and they all sort of intertwine. Ooh, I love that. I love when they do yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. Sierra, what are we? We are what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Which is on Shudder and Hulu. Uh, this movie is very... If you like things with like one set and minimal cast and it's kind of like uncomfortable and claustrophobic and it's it's about like this dad and his little kids. I honestly have not seen it in a little while. I just like still kind of have the feeling of watching it on me mm. and remember it being really creepy and unsettling and it kind of feels like the village to me. But then also just like creepy little kids. You've got to love a movie that like leaves you with a feeling, like a, a solid feeling. Yes. Yeah. I need to rewatch it because I don't really remember all the details of the story, but I can I know I can recommend it because I remember how I feel watching it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, for me, what makes really great horror is how much I think about it afterward. Yes. If there's things that happen, like if I hear a noise and it reminds me of a movie and I instantly am like, oh, then that's <laughs> That's what they makes good horror. Yes. They got in your head. Yes. <laughs> On October 12th, we have the fucking lore. <laughs> this is um, something that I've been wanting to watch for the longest time because of, you know, that whole um, Sirens of Scream thing. <laughs> they're, they're literally creepy sirens. But this movie is so fucking bizarre. I don't even know where to start <laughs> with it. It is so strange. It is possibly one of the strangest horror movies I've ever seen. Um, it's a wow. Yeah. That's, it's a wow. Uh, <laughs> it's a Polish adaptation of the original Hans Christian Andersen version of uh, the Little Mermaid, and it does actually keep uh, some of the details of the Little Mermaid within the story, Ooh. like um, like about mermaids turning to foam when they die, that kind of thing. When you see what direction the story goes, the fact that they keep some of those original details is just even more fucking bizarre. Hmm. It's just so weird. There's singing, there's romance, there's super dark comedy and lots of horror. And when I say they're singing, guys, this is like a concert in horror right here. It's so fucking bizarre. I don't, I walked away from this movie thinking, what in the shit did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on that description alone, I want to see it. Right? It sounds like like how uh, Blood Machines is like a giant music video that makes me think it's almost like a giant music video but in a different way. <laughs> very Polish and also very nautical and very dance clubby. I it's it's a mixed bag. Dance dance club mermaids. <laughs> yes, Polish dance club mermaids. I'm in. I'm super in. Yeah, it's um it's definitely a lot of fun and it is by far one of the most unique things I've seen. So, yeah. Blue, what's for October 13th? 
October 13th, I have Spell on Wheels. Uh, This is a comic that's written by Kate Leth with art by Megan Levins and colors by Marissa Louise. This is another family-friendly suggestion. It's about three young witches head out on an East Coast road trip to retrieve their stolen belongings and to track down the mysterious thief before any damage occurs to or with their possessions. The five issues are available as a collection. I would say it's, like, PG-rated. Like, I think the only swear word in it is shite. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. It's super fun. Very, like, um, I hate the phrase girl power, but it's definitely got that, like, friend bonding. They talk about their families, a little bit of their history. And then it's just, like, the fun kind of Scooby-Doo-ish sort of vibe without being overly cheesy. But it's great. I really like it. I picked it up as like a, I think it was like a comicsology special. So I picked it up on sale and totally fell in love with it and was like, man, I really, I wish someone would would steal my witchy friend's thing so I could go on a road trip with them. (laughs) Shit, let's just hide them from ourselves and go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit, someone took my crystal. Get in the car! (laughs) (laughs) That does sound fun. Speaking of fun, Sierra, what's October 14th? I was also just thinking about uh, what would I enjoy right now? And and it's all light stuff. So uh, <laughs> Evil Dead the Musical. Have you guys heard of Evil Dead the Musical? Yes. What? It's so campy and so wonderful. How does Evil Dead get even more campy? <laughs> I know. Well, they start, they sing they it. Found a way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like, you know, tons of fake blood and and nasty makeup and very fun songs. Nice. There's some, you know, Evil Dead, the musical tracks in my, uh, you know, October spooky playlist. And so I was starting to listen to that because it's like starting to be fall here. And I remembered how fun it was. So that's my recommendation for all of you to just have fun on the 14th and listen to some Evil Dead, the musical. Nice. I hate musicals. Like total upfront. I fucking hate it's a bummer. musicals well then you don't have to <laughs> uh, but i'm i'm saying that like i love evil dead so much and i love the cheesiness and ash is one of my all-time favorite horror movie characters mm-hmm. i need to check this out so this is a great recommendation well i'm gonna bring you down a little bit for october 15th and i'm yeah. not sorry uh, <laughs> so this is another um combo of movies here resolution and the endless both are free to uh, stream on prime and if you look up interviews, the creators will tell you that they're not in the uh, same universe or that they're not a continuation of the same story. But it's but. it's weird how it times, <laughs> ties together, especially for, quote, not being a sequel. But <laughs> Resolution starts off with a guy who handcuffs his friend inside of the friend's dilapidated cabin out in the middle of fucking nowhere in an attempt to force him to get clean. The... Uh, junkie friend he is um like this dude that is just like a brick wall of a person you know and is just so obstinate and not interested in this dude helping him out and all this nonsense and the other guy's like no we're really gonna sit here you're you're really gonna pee in that bucket until you get clean that's what's happening right now jeez suddenly their realities start to alter in strange ways so the way that this builds up is really cool and it's it builds up in a really uh, subtle way so you don't really know 
that shit is getting totally weird until it's totally fucking bonkers weird. Huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then The Endless, uh, which, again, they're going to tell you it's not a sequel, but it's clearly a fucking sequel. (laughs) (laughs) They basically travel to a part in time from the resolution. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot more going on in The Endless, but I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it away. Yeah, don't Uh, spoil it. Yeah. Uh, They do both stand uh, on their own very well. Okay. Uh, So you can just watch one or the other. Uh, This is a Moorhead and Benson combo that is really unique and well-crafted, especially for being very obviously low budget. Uh, You might recognize the names uh, Moorhead and Benson from films like Spring, which I know I talked about on the show before, and After Midnight. Moorhead and Benson are very much in the business of making very distinctive masterpieces in horror. Like, it's... You come back with such a beautiful feeling from watching these movies. Even if it's going to bum you out completely, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. in a gorgeous way. Like, they're just really well written. written. So, nice. yeah, I would recommend anything. Like, you can tell that they were made with care. Exactly. Like, just made by guys who just really want to tell these cool stories. So Awesome. Yeah. I'm into that. And uh, Blue, hey, what's in your basket here? It's a basket full of heads. (laughs) So for October 16th, um, so I wrote down basket full of heads, but really I think I want to end up talking about uh, Hill House Comics. Hill House Comics is put on by Joe Hill. He's teamed up with DC Comics, and he's putting out a series of, or he has put out a series of stories. Uh, It ends up being, I believe, six total um, the first one is Basketful of Heads. Uh, Basketful of Heads is about a girl named June whose boyfriend gets kidnapped, and with a magical axe, she avenges him. Nice. <laughs> and while that might sound a little meh, the storyline's really good. There's some twists and turns. Um, you end up learning a little bit more about each character um, in really unusual ways. It's it's a fantastic read. And of course, the art is fantastic. And after Basketful of Heads is the Dollhouse family, uh, the Lolo Woods, Daphne Byrne, and Plunge. And with each of those stories comes a bonus part of a story called Sea Dogs. Huh. So you have to collect all of those stories in order to read Sea Dogs, which is super awesome. That's very cool. I love Joe Hill. Yeah. Uh, the stories are really satisfying. Um, Storylines very satisfying to read. Uh, highly recommend. Nice. Those sound like fun ones to collect, too. Yeah. Sarah, let's talk about one of our favorite shows. Oh, I'm excited to rewatch it. Uh, <laughs> what we do in the shadows. I know that we talked about it when season one was coming out, but now we have two seasons of it. Yay. Yes. Oh, I love Guillermo and... <laughs> <laughs> All of the characters are just so much fun. And it's such a quotable TV series. Mm-hmm. I found this Tumblr recently that was um, stills from Castlevania with dialogue from what we do in the shadows <laughs> over it. And it's called, oh, my God. Oh, that's great. It's called What We Do in Wallachia. And it's oh. the best thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I need to see that. I need a link. I'll send it to you. Every time I hear the name Jeff, I always think of Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Not just definitely my favorite character there. She's yes, she's very relatable. Honestly, yes. Oh yeah, she's she's an icon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So moving on here to October 18th uh, is Glow Up on Netflix. I'm excited to hear about this one. Yeah, it's it's very cool. It's This is my contribution to out-of-the-box recommendations here. Uh, Glow Up is a makeup artist competition show uh, that is really, really bingeable, and you will have your favorite competitors. <laughs> the big reason I'm putting this on our 31 Days Rex this year is because they do a surprising amount of horror looks. And honestly, their skills are deeply inspiring. Like, if anything's going to really inspire you to paint your face and post it on Instagram, it's going to be this show. Nice. There's actually two seasons out now. Okay. It's the most recent one that has more horror looks, I would say. And a slight spoiler is that the winner has an amazing Instagram feed that you will need to follow. Ooh. I am addicted to Instagram horror makeup. Yes. Uh, especially this time of year. We get so good, oh. so much good stuff. Yeah. The things that so many people do with just like Elmer's glue, I'm blown away. <laughs> right? I love it. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. So Blue, what's on October 19th? So October 19th is a podcast that I recently discovered called Nightlight. This is a black horror fiction podcast hosted by Tanya Thompson, who is also a horror writer and creator. I'm going to need you to stop you for just a second here. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how brilliant the name Nightlight is for this? Right? <laughs> I thought something was wrong with the recording. You got so serious. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is a very good name. <laughs> yeah, and I was really like, I'm really surprised that like that that name hasn't been taken before. But no, it's, right? Yeah top-notch and like if the name doesn't tell you the high quality and out-of-the-box thinking it, like that's what this this podcast brings each episode features an artist of color each story is about 30 minutes and sometimes includes an interview with an author uh, sometimes Tanya reads the story and she has an amazing reading voice she has like the perfect amount of inflections in her voice and she changes when um, it's another character speaking, she just changes it just barely. Oh, I love that. I have a really hard time with books on tape or book recordings. And this podcast, I, I can't get enough of. There's a lot of variation in not only the content, but just what the show kind of brings to the table. Um, I really tried to pick a favorite story to suggest to start with, and I can't. All of the stories are so good. <laughs> That's nice. like a better recommendation than picking one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Just every story is perfectly crafted, and it's a fantastic way to discover new authors and to get a great creepy fix in. Um, Sierra, what's on October 20th? October 20th is a movie called They're Watching, which you can find on Prime Video. They're Watching is a found footage kind of uh, film crew style movie, which I love. I know people, there are some people who don't like it, but. That's okay. They're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you if you can appreciate the art of found footage and like live filming uh, type of horror, this one is like if they made an HGTV show about like, you know, like house repairs and stuff. <gasps> really? And they went. But they went to like a um, like a Dracula like Dracula's village what? like <laughs> Eastern European like 
everything's a little off and like, you know, all the locals are like very skeptical. And and then like as you know, the crew is very American, very like <laughs> uh, like, you know, you oh, kind of unaware, uncomfortable watching them <laughs> because they're dumb and they're being. Yeah. And but then, you know, as the as they are filming these like different locations, like you start to see little spooky things. That's awesome. And then there's like it. There's a lot of witchy things going on. That sounds amazing. This might be my new favorite premise for anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that sounds super good. Okay. Uh, so October 21st is uh, a movie called Cam on Netflix. It came out a few years ago. It's about a cam girl who lives her life online for all to see until someone steals her identity. It's not the best. Okay. <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. Um, it's one of those movies that, it, you, you know, it doesn't take a lot of investment to watch it. You don't have to, like, sit down and pay close attention to it. It's just a fun horror with a very interesting approach. It oddly has something like 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. And there are just so many titties in it. So that's always a plus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to complain about that. Can't go wrong. <laughs> Uh, so, Blue, what's on for the 22nd? So, October 22nd is my absolute binge-watching recommendation. It's Evil. Uh, was put out by CBS, starring Katja Hebers and Mike Coulter, who is the dreamy Luke Cage. I mean, <laughs> if anything, even if, if for some reason you're crazy and not into the story, at least you get to stare at Mike Coulter. He is, oh. he is very pretty. Oh, so pretty. Uh, it's about uh, skeptical psychologist Kristen Burchard joins David Acosta, who is training to be a Catholic priest, and a blue-collar contractor who um, basically helps them record what they're doing um, as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and other extraordinary occurrences. I super suck at watching TV shows or movies. I cannot sit still to save my life. And I always feel bad because Jackie always tells me about these amazing movies. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but this show, I am addicted. Not only is the entire cast absolutely amazing. So I was raised a Roman Catholic. So I sort of have like a soft spot for creepy, terrible, churchy shit oh they're the best mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and they do a fantastic job of executing um the feel of old churches without being over the top it's very realistic as to how um a lot of people really feel when they start questioning their uh religious stance katja hebers is uh, a great job playing um she's a wife of she's a wife she's like a mother of six kids she's trying to handle this full-time job she's got all this drama going on with her job like it's a really nice balance in and character development mm -hmm. but yeah and then and then there's like the perfect little sprinkling of really dark humor there's been a couple of episodes where i just i want to just stand outside and scream at how well written and how well put together this show is damn and it's on CBS of all places. Yeah, CBS put it out, which I was what? really surprised. <laughs> and there's currently two seasons, and there's not a definitive start date for a third. I believe they were supposed to start filming and then COVID hit. So uh, I don't know mm -hmm. what the plan is from there, but the first two seasons are phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. Sierra, what do we have on deck for the 23rd? I want to talk about Hellier. 
which I think we've talked about on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. but it is a documentary series made by the folks who run Planet Weird and the Paranormal Museum. Um, Their names are Greg and Dana Newkirk, and they are a husband and wife team who are like real life day, like Dana and uh, and, uh, like Mulder and Scully. Yeah. It starts out about cryptids and, and UFOs, but then it gets very like almost existential, like (laughs) Um, and like getting into like fairies and like the green man, like uh, like this character that's kind of shown up through mythology, um, like throughout, you know, different cultures and generations. Uh, Side note, there's a green man bar in Asheville. Oh, like a a carved green man face on on the front and everything. It's cool. Well, maybe they're part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Hellier season one is, you've heard of the uh, uh, Hopkinsville goblins. Uh, the it's Which is a UFO, like a kind of one of those classic UFO stories. Or the Kentucky goblins. Um, that this like farmhouse in the middle of Kentucky, there were all these two families and all their kids were there. They were all just like having a, you know, playing cards, drinking beer, having a great time. And then they start seeing these little like goblin guys with big ears and big eyes looking into their hmm. their kids' bedroom. And the kids are like freaking out. So <laughs> then all like everybody in the house sees these creatures and you know, so they shoot at them and the police are called. But there were also uh, like a sighting of a, a craft nearby and so the uh, Dana and Greg get emails um, by this guy who is having very similar experiences, and so they they start to follow this thread, and it's just it as it unravels, it's like the possibilities what this grand conspiracy could be start to unfold. Interesting. It's so much fun, and it's fun to watch them do um, some of their investigation techniques, like you talked about uh, the. EMF detector and the, like the uh, spirit box kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They do one called the Estes method, where the uh, somebody has a blindfold and uh, like noise canceling headphones that have like the static. Oh yeah, I've seen people do that. When it cycles through, it cycles through different stations, um, so you just get white noise, and so the people are around are asking questions and then the person with the headphones doesn't know what they're asking and they're just only listening for for messages and they you know repeat out or if they um have like you know while they're doing this if they see like a vision of like just suddenly something pops into their head they say that and so like they you know start to have a conversation with these like weird energies around and um it's just very fun. That is fun. Yeah, and if you and if you like them, they have a really great uh, Patreon for their traveling paranormal museum, and they they just have a great website, and they're really fun to follow on Instagram, and they share lots of spooky stories and stuff. Nice. I started watching the uh, first season, and I I need to get back to it. It's it's a lot of fun. But uh, one thing that I noted was that it felt very real. Yes. Like to the point that I had to like Google it. Hmm. yeah it's like what you want like ghost hunters or ghost adventures like realness to be where it it actually is like pretty believable 
Well, speaking of weird stories, uh, on October 24th, we have Limetown, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but you can watch it on Facebook. What? It's a live action adaptation of the homonymous podcast. This was weirdly made by Facebook and it stars Jessica Biel because I guess that's the world we live in now. It's about a scientific community that just suddenly vanishes off the map and the intrepid reporter determined to find them. I've never liked Jessica Biel. I don't like anything about her. But I enjoyed this. Hmm. She's actually very good in it. Um, I did listen to the podcast a long time ago. The entire story there is a lot of fun. Um, It's, you know, a very interesting story to have just an entire community of science-minded people just poof, gone. Uh, So this is definitely one of those things where, you know, you're following clues and, uh, you know, as they build up, everything gets bigger and bigger. And it's it, it's very interesting. I, I will give it that. It also has um, it has Stanley Tucci in it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Which like uh, my husband loves Stanley Tucci. Like every time he's on screen, he's like, hey, it's Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm pretty convinced he just doesn't turn down roles at all. He's in everything. It doesn't matter yeah. how bad it is or mm-hmm. how good it is. He's there. He's there for it. But he is great in this. Uh, and I, I, I mean, you wouldn't know that it was produced by Facebook. I, I don't know literally any other project that's produced by Facebook. I don't know why. Yeah. This is anyway. But uh, Limetown, it's great. And if you prefer podcast version, the podcast of Limetown is also wonderful. That's interesting. I didn't hear Facebook was like making movies. That's weird, right? It's weird. It's super bizarre. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's just our re- reality these days. That's, yeah, that's the world. <laughs> it's the dimension we've fallen it's all about into. That <laughs> so, Blue, uh, tell us about October 25th. For October 25th, I'm recommending Sputnik. Uh, it was released earlier this year, and it is a Russian science fiction horror film directed by Igor, and I apologize, I'm terrible at names, Abramenko. Abramenko. This is his uh, dict- directorial debut. It's about a young doctor who is recruited by the military to assess a cosmonaut who survived a mysterious space accident and returned to Earth with a dangerous organism living inside him. Uh-oh. It's it's obviously very alien vibe, but it's 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 just uh it's just good to watch. I don't know, it's a nice film. It's well-paced. I really like um some of the visuals. I like how dark it is. Um it definitely has that dated soviet feel to it which i really love it is in subtitles uh so be forewarned with that yeah but yeah it was i stumbled upon it somehow and i'm a sucker for anything space anything alien i'm just a complete sucker for uh so i stumbled upon this and couldn't put it down i really liked it it's available on prime video very cool yeah it's a lot of prime video ones this year yeah they're they're stepping it up good job amazon yep Mm mm-hmm and they're actually putting out the next season of um, that show that I love, The Expanse. Yeah. Oh. Oh, good. Oh, I'm yeah. glad there yes. is another you season. You do love that yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> they took over the entire thing, and the production like got so much more expensive. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad because the last I heard was you talking about how they were trying to save it. Canceled. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So it worked. Yep. Yay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, that was totally off topic. Um, October 26th, Sierra. 
This is another podcast. It's called The Magnus Archives. The plot of it is that the narrator um, of this podcast is going through these files of the Magnus Archives, which is uh, an institute in London that works in the paranormal, um, collects paranormal uh, stories and, and records. Yeah. It is kind of like Lovecraftian feeling Ooh. within the first kind of story arc of the of the podcast. It um, has a really cool take on a vampire. Nice. I'm in. Yeah. I have a hard time paying attention to story podcasts, especially if it's just one person. But this one with the music and the the, the stories are are like as long as I'm in the right mood for it. I, I can really enjoy it. Oh, good. I'm going to have to check that one out. Sierra, this is a uh, another instance that makes it strange that you don't watch Supernatural. The more people tell me I'm supposed to like it, the more I don't want to like Aww. it. That's just my I'm curse. I'm the same way. <laughs> I totally get that. But yeah, they actually like hook up with a uh, paranormal research team um, in London that has a lot to do with the name Magnus. So. Oh, weird, right? <laughs> I wonder if, I don't think it's related, but uh, I think it is. I think the Magnus Archives are an actual thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been listening to this podcast thinking it was just a fun, like, story. I mean, this is probably, <laughs> like, actual stories. I don't know how public they are with their info. Yeah. But. Or it's, like, one of those, like, the, it's, like, an Illuminati thing where it could be, could not be type of thing. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to talk about October 27th. <laughs> yeah, so for October 27th, this is the movie Mandy. You can find it on Prime, and it is easily Nicolas Cage's most badass role. <laughs> Basically, a man's girlfriend is killed by a cult leader, and he's just not in the mood to deal with that that day. <laughs> so <laughs> this is... Uh, the visuals of this movie are so fucking incredible. It is absolutely one of those feels that sticks with you. It feels like a fucking over-the-top, totally dramatic um, 80s hairband uh, music video, but yes. coming at you like 120 miles an hour. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I've never seen Nicolas Cage be so incredible. And it's literally the only time I've been attracted to him, even. What? So. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I got to We have to stop like a couple of days early so I can go watch this because that right there. <laughs> I mean, that's some fucking magic right there. Right. I have not seen Mandy yet, but I am obsessed with the movie anyway. Somehow. It, yeah, I don't know how you how you haven't seen it yet. It's basically made for you. <laughs> but yeah, the. For the visual effects alone, watch this movie. But for literally everything else about it, also watch it for that. That's awesome. There's a uh, there's an Instagram artist that I really love called The Risky Rabbit. And she, like, redesigns movie posters and she makes, um, like, random movie things. She made some artwork based off of one of my absolute most favorite movies, Death Proof. Nice. And she has a really cool t-shirt. It's a Mandy t-shirt. And I really want to buy it, but I'm not allowed to buy it until I watch the fucking movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got, like, postcards and stuff. She's the one that did those postcards that look like prayer cards, and she did the and she did one for Twin Peaks. Nice. I think I showed it to you at yeah, one I think point. You yeah, did. super good. 
but yeah, I love like just based on like some of the fan art and the things that I've seen, I'm obsessed with Mandy and I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to watch it like probably tonight, I would say. Yes. <laughs> so October 28th, I never thought I would see this movie on one of our lists, although <laughs> I really don't know why I, I never considered it because it's brilliant. Right. Blue, tell us about it. So um, I know we talked about earlier how sometimes there's those movies that just stick with you and that's how you know it's a fucking great movie. Yeah. This is one of those movies for me. It's Tales from the Hood. Yes. It's from 1995. I remember the first time I saw it, I was at a girl's sleepover. And of course, you know, we're not allowed to watch horror movies. And I grew up in a pretty strict household where I wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff. Grew up weird. Yeah. <laughs> Look how I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie still, there are parts from this movie that I remember to this day that get to me. So it's about a uh, a creepy mortician, Mr. Sims, who's played by uh, Clarence Williams III. He attempts to scare these teenage drug dealers that come to his mortuary to buy drugs. <laughs> he tries to scare them straight, basically, with these four really horrifying stories. While the movie is 25 years old, it's still incredibly relevant today with his issues regarding police brutality, domestic violence... Um, It very much has the original Tales from the Crypt special effects and the cheesy, lighthearted moments, but with that hard punch of a life lesson. Yeah. I think it's a really overlooked classic because it's just so well put together. It's held together all these years. It still creeps me the fuck out, which is why (laughs) it is my final recommendation for this month. It is just so good. And if you haven't seen it in a long time... Oh, you have it. It's such a classic. And apparently there's a sequel. I don't think I've seen the sequel. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I went to go, um, yeah, I went to go look up when this was released and I found a Tales from the Hood 2. So apparently there's a sequel that I don't know about, but Tales from the Hood for sure needs to be like top 10 horror movies. Yeah. This is one that definitely gets like forgotten, but. Yeah, it gets under your skin, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Should not be forgotten. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Sierra, what's what's October 29th? Beetlejuice. He's coming, yes! <laughs> yes, Beetlejuice! <laughs> I, I recently watched Beetlejuice because it's on that NBC's new streaming service. Is it Peacock? Is that what it's called? Oh, I didn't know they had that. I don't know, but I definitely want it to be called Peacock. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> I think I think it is. Um, it yeah, they just like put it out, and Beetlejuice was on it. So I just recently rewatched Beetlejuice and remembered how great it's it is. So fun. I mean, I never forgot how great it is, but it's helpful to have a reminder. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good to revisit Beetlejuice, especially on what Halloween Eve Eve. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, uh, we were talking about Beetlejuice earlier in the show, and we're talking about Beetlejuice now, and it's just now occurring to me that I'm wearing a Beetlejuice shirt that says, I myself am strange and unusual. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. I love all of the Beetlejuice, like, uh, paraphernalia that's been coming out. Um, Like, Hot Topic, I don't. I am way too old to shop at Hot Topic, but holy crap, they have a lot of really great... Yeah, I'm still spending my money there. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But they have a lot of really great 
Beetlejuice stuff. Like last year, I bought a sandworm onesie. Nice. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine and I went to go see Wu-Tang Clan on Halloween night, and I wore my sandworm onesie. <laughs> oh, it was great. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Yeah, there's such a resurgence of uh, Beetlejuice stuff out there, and I really think it's because uh, Catherine O'Hara has been getting so much attention with Schitt's Creek. Oh, good call. As she should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that makes us all think about, you know, her character on Beetlejuice and how we've all basically turned into that woman by this <laughs> Damn it, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> all right. And the last one before Halloween is uh, October 30th, Lovecraft Country. Obviously, by its name, you can tell it's Lovecraftian, but it's a story set in, I believe, the 60s. God, how do I explain it? The commercials for it look phenomenal, though. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's really incredible. The story kind of goes a little bit all over the place, mm-hmm. but in ways that very much tie together. And it's so well written and so well acted. Every time a, a new episode comes out, like we're like rushing to watch it and it's better than the last one. This is a, a Jordan Peele production. Sold. Fucking sold right there. <laughs> and all of the main characters, for the most part, are uh, people of color, uh, which, Good. I mean, like he makes a point to do that with his productions. I don't really know how to say things about it <laughs> to, to describe it. Without... <laughs> yeah, it's like the characters, the uh, like the main character's uncle, right? Uh, he runs like a a press where they publish a book about um or like a pamphlet about uh for people of color at the time of like how to travel safely um because there are so many sunset towns where if you are in that county like you will be targeted and to that point uh, it really drives home uh these race issues Mm -hmm. if you're sensitive to that i would recommend maybe not watching this one which is a shame, but eesh. I mean, yeah, it's been hard to watch because I want a break from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, it's also a parallel of like uh, Lovecraft himself being a racist, racist asshole. And-, and I love that they like <laughs> straight on address that in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, but yeah, while they're out uh, doing traveling for this uh, guidebook that he puts together, they run into um, some very otherworldly things, and shit gets very real. <laughs> and it just kind of keeps going and keep getting more and more real. It has been my favorite uh, horror production of this year, I would say. Awesome. I think our final rec might take my uh, favorite of the year. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet, though. <laughs> Traditionally, we do our, uh, our group recommendation for Halloween. So I'm going to let Sierra talk about this here. Yeah. So for this one, we chose The Haunting of Bly Manor, which um, is a not a continuation or a sequel, but in the same world as um, The Haunting of Hill House that came out on Netflix, I want to say two years ago now. It's been a little bit. Yeah. And this one, um, like how Haunting was based on Shirley Jackson's novel, this one is based on Turning of the Screw. Um, which is one of those classic, but like also hard to read old old <laughs> English uh, yeah. <laughs> spooky ghost stories. It has very like kind of Victorian 
ghost child vibes to it. Which is always the creepiest ghost, so. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm very excited because it's, as far as I understand, they're treating this the haunting of Hill House and this new season, the haunting of Bly Manor, similarly to how they're, they've been creating um, American Horror Story, where they're, you know, maybe using the same actors, kind of in the same world maybe some crossover but it's also like its own complete story and its own kind of like theme and also like vibe to it so i'm really excited i loved haunting of hill house it was great yeah and so more more ghost stories i'm so i'm so ready for it let's just hope that it doesn't follow after ahs in the way that it just falls apart after the first season (laughs) yes yeah see that's the problem with with American Horror Story, I love that like they would always come out of the gate so strong, yeah. and then halfway through, it's like they start writing the season without knowing where they're where going. They end the <laughs> <Yeah>. season, <laughs> so then they just start throwing shit at it, and like maybe aliens are here <laughs> and the devil. Oh. Like Money Python, how they never knew how to finish a skit, so the police always came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. That is all of our recommendations for this October. I'm actually kind of sad to be wrapping up the show right now because yeah. we just haven't. I know. We haven't hung out with um, so long, The guys. Haunting of Blind Manor is going to um, be on Netflix on October 9th. FYI. Oh, I'm sure I will have uh, binged it way before the 31st. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, ladies, for having me on. Um, I hope I did Melissa Justice by standing in her place. But it's been a series blast. I really love hanging out with you. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me this October. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to do this again. Yeah. And hopefully I get to work with you guys more in the future. Oh, yeah. You will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Making stuff has just been so hard (laughs) to have the the brain and the energy for it. For sure. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for our fifth edition. Still hard to get over that. Fifth edition Mm -hmm. of 31 Days of Horror. We literally could not do it without you. I mean, I guess we could, but why would we? (laughs) You can search us down for more horror-filled things on Facebook and Instagram as Sirens Pod or on Twitter as Sirens Podcast. Or you can reach out to us directly at sirens at sirensofscream.com and I swear somebody will check that email this month. (laughs) Sierra, where can listeners find you? (laughs) I'm at Sierra Houck, uh, S-I-E-R-R-A-H-O-U-K on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is mostly just dog photos, so I highly recommend that you follow me there. Yeah, high quality dog photos. They're fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Blue, where can people find you? Uh, I'm predominantly on Instagram. I'm at Blue Ironworker at Instagram. Um, There I post my weird crafty shit um, and some of my job stuff. And her dog. And my doggies. Um, And anything else. So just reach out to me there. Let me know. And I am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Insta. Before we close out, I want to give another quick thank you to TerraVision Records. This is a record label out of Savannah, Georgia that remasters particularly awesome horror soundtracks. We've partnered with them to bring you some incredible music. Be sure to visit their site at terror-vision.com.
Shut him up. 